Townsend will hold it. 11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57, 35, 35, tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38-35 with eight seconds to go in regulation in Super Bowl 57. Bragging rights. All right, so Kevin and I got it wrong. I I, I agreed with Kevin. I thought that uh, that uh, Kansas City would not prevail. Hope though, I did hope that they would win. Uh, but Kevin uh, Hilly, uh, mm-hmm. who is on uh, 101.9 The Wave uh, and living down at the uh, lake, he came on the show and he bet with Brian Hansen. <laughs> And uh, CC City Broiler, wasn't it? Uh, no, call Brian, a wager, it, but <laughs> it, it was not CC City Broiler. Oh. Look, look out, Kevin! He's trying to really come after you. <laughs> now, this was uh, just Jeff's for a fabulous uh, hamburger lunch, uh, and and since Kevin hasn't been there before, uh, mm-hmm. he's going to experience probably the best hamburger of his life. Well, I'm. Um I'm, so, I'm sorry to talk while I'm eating. I, I've got a plate of humble pie to finish right now. Here. So, um, with a side of crow. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know what? I, hey, congratulations to the Chiefs, man. It, they, Patrick Mahomes was a machine. Absolutely a machine. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to fall on the, uh, oh, bad call uh, excuse, because I know both sides had calls that they weren't happy about from the referees. But the bottom line is, do you allow that call to define your game, or do you put yourself in a position where a bad call like that isn't going to hurt you, if that makes sense? God, I like the way this guy it does, yeah. Well, I'm just I'm looking at it logically. You know, I love my birds. I'm always lifelong Eagles fan. But, um, but they, what was they your favorite? Us. What was your favorite part of the game? Which, uh, which play kind of... <clears throat> the, uh, I, I love the touchdown pass to A.J. Brown. I just thought that was fantastic. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's any number of positive stuff, but you know what? For me, it was the Nick they, Bolton they, uh, uh, touchdown from... Uh, that, that Nick the, Bolton, I'll <laughs> tell you, arguably, I, I understand them giving the MVP to, to um, Mahomes. I think Bolton might have been a, a serious candidate for that. Yeah, no doubt. You know? Mahomes, uh, uh, when he limped off the field, I thought, oh, it's over. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. Well, I did, too. And although I, I got a good laugh out of the announcer saying he'll come out here with a cane if he has to. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. I like that first field goal that they missed. And oh, the announcer the said it could dunked. Yeah, that was <laughs> not going. setting the stage very good at oh. the beginning. <laughs> and it was so it was mic'd so perfectly. So you heard it every every tingling of it. You know? <laughs> My wife and I both jumped up and said, yeah, <laughs> at that, you know, um, but honestly, I mean, and here's the thing. It kills me, guys, that my Eagles scored 35 points and lost. That's the first time in history that a team has scored 35 points in the Super Bowl and lost. Um, but Jalen Hurts played played the game of his life, but it just it was not enough. He scored, he ran in three touchdowns. I mean, what more can you do, you know? It was but, just, uh, it was a much better game than I thought it was uh, yeah. going to be. Uh, and the back and forth was just, uh, wow. What did you think about the clock management at the end when the Chiefs deliberately uh, laid down before crossing the goal line for a touchdown just in order to run out the clock? Uh, it was brilliant, and i got to say this. Andy Reid, who has worn the collar of bad clock management his entire career, got it right this time. He really did. Yep. 
He, because uh, if that, they would have scored, you would have left, uh, what, a minute and a half on the clock? A, and A minute and a half, yeah. And, and who knows? Jalen Hurts and, and our offense could do something with a minute and a half, at the very least to get within field goal range. Yeah. But uh, although, of course, at that point, it wouldn't have mattered. So, but, All right. Well, listen, I, I don't want to uh, interrupt this conversation <laughs> between you yeah. two, but it occurs to me that I engineered this bet that you two agreed to. <laughs> and so I think I ought to be entitled to a hamburger from Just Jeff's, too. Uh, oh, really? What, what say you guys? <laughs> now you want to glom in on this. Brian, you know this guy better than I do. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll chip in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Can, can, I, can I just throw one quick thought out there, guys, if I may? Yeah. If anybody from the Arizona Cardinals is listening this morning, <laughs> Jonathan Gannon, our defensive coordinator, is up for their head coach job. Please take him. Please. <laughs> After last performance last night, I think they're going to second-guess their decision. But, uh... You know, but hey, I, I was really surprised that uh, the Eagles put so many points points on the board. I mm-hmm. knew that they were a pretty volatile team. Well, uh, they never, but, well, but that said, but they never touched Mahomes. They never touched him. And, and same with Hurts. I mean, Kansas yeah, City they, did well, sack him. Sack. Uh, you, they you can they, they actually it was two if you want to call them sacks. Okay. And they only yeah. uh, he lost yardage going out of bounds, which counts as a sack. But they well, didn't really touch him. I I, I congratulate Chiefs Kingdom uh, celebrate, uh, and, and you've earned the celebration, man. They they played their hearts out, and and uh, I don't. I'm not going to say they wanted it more because I don't know. If it's a it's a it's a matter of wanting it, but they certainly played for it better than than my guys did. So congratulations, Chiefs. Well, maybe you guys, maybe Kevin, you'll want to join us. Brian and I are gonna <laughs> we're gonna go out and ride in the streets and burn some buses. <laughs> Because well, this is probably happening in Philly too, so that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> and Gary has learned this this phrase that works for him. Just wait till next year. Oh yeah, you know. Hey, how uh, the Browns do this year? By the way, yeah. Yeah, just wait till next year. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make fun of them, Hilly. You'll be sorry next year. <laughs> <laughs> next year, that's right. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Kevin Hilly, uh, you can hear him on one zero one nine The Wave, along uh, along along with mornings on ninety four three Cat Country, Hilly and Hard. So. So you want to promote anything else you're doing? I mean, is there you know, any that, other? That's pretty much it. Yeah, I don't have a. Yeah, that's 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 the only only dog I got in this hunt right now. So. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it, guys. All right, glad to have you on. You when bet. are you guys going to lunch? Do you know? Probably next want... week. Good, good, good. Yeah, That'll we'll, be perfect. Then we'll I can... do it during the uh, the radiothon. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, people in. Uh, Springfield don't know about this, but we're uh, raising money for Children's Miracle Network. Uh, and, and it actually does benefit uh, people in Springfield because uh, a lot of times they bring their kids here. Uh, it is just the most incredible thing. We'll give uh, some greater detail of that in the next hour. Uh, well, uh, Rick is on in Hallsville. Rick, good morning. What's up? Well, I was wondering about the point spread. You know, with Vegas betting odds, there's always a point spread. And because of them kicking a field goal in the last minute and a half and not going in for a touchdown, did that cost people who bet on the Chiefs to win, did that cost them millions because they didn't cover the point spread? Yes, it did. Um, I was reading about that this morning, and there are people that were furious. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay, the way well, it goes. I was, I was thinking that that's how it was, and the... But, uh, you know, since we're apparently going to have sports betting in Missouri, there's going to be a lot of newcomers 
that aren't that understand point spread, and they're going to waste their money. Well, that's how they learn. People are so you know. I mean, you, everybody thinks that uh, we're all so stupid, but you as, you lose as, on that once, and you go, "Oh, I'm going to watch out for that next time." As that guy that you were just talking to learned, you never win when you're betting. Well, he. Um, by, by the way, that that bet was even, Stephen. It was just a heads up who wins. I know, I know. All right, Rick, thank you for the call. Glad to have yeah. you on the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, Brian, uh, which uh, football team uh, paid for that stadium uh, in Arizona? Which football team? Yeah, which which team owner uh, paid for that one? I don't know. Uh, I don't think any of them did. Because for some reason... Governments think they have the right to take your money. Oh, the subsidize to build a stadium yeah. for uh-huh. them, which is why there's no loyalty. If if you build a nice stadium and you you offer it to us, great. But when the lease is up, if somebody offers me a newer stadium, pff, I'm gone. Now you've got this building. What do you do with it? Uh, it's a lousy deal. John Stossel talks about it, and we'll do that next on the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 20 minutes after 10 o'clock. And, uh, Brian, let me ask you very quickly, before I get back to football stadiums, because we were talking Super Bowl minutes ago, are you familiar with stratospheric aerosol injection? I am not, no. Oh, well. Oh, is that uh, when you, uh, like, pepper the clouds with uh, some type of material that makes it rain or something? (laughs) What? Well, it does interfere with the weather. I'll explain what's going on. Uh, in a few minutes. But first, uh, we're talking about the Super Bowl, and apparently the Cardinals got like $300 million from Arizona taxpayers. Well, they had to because they couldn't uh, build the stadium otherwise. Except that the owners are wealthy enough to build their own stadium. Yeah, but if taxpayers are going to do it, then why should they? Uh, I don't blame them. (laughs) I don't blame them. And if I want to open up a business in downtown Columbia... Oh, that would never happen here. Get the government to pay for the the building. I'd be like thrilled. a tiff, you mean, or something? Oh no, 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 no that nah, yeah, they wouldn't do that. Anyway, they always tell us, oh, it's going to bring all these jobs. It's going to create money. Blah blah blah. Uh, and you know, my background in economics and the homework that I've done, it doesn't seem to bear out those arguments. John Stossel did this piece about stadium subsidies, and uh, I thought, uh, well, I thought we ought to play it for you. If we can just, you know, it's interesting because I had this You're thing. You're playing it on your side, right? Uh, well, I, I have I was, every. I was starting to think, I was like, well, maybe he's expecting me to play it. <laughs> no, no, no. I just uh, I just screwed up my version of it, that's all. Uh, what do I have to do to get back to it? There it is. Let's try it. Sporting event. Atlantis. This is our moment. Our Super Bowl moment. Sunday brings us America's most watched sporting event. Atlanta's politicians are excited that the world's best come to the world's greatest stage to give us what they've got. And what will Atlanta give? We'll turn on the lights and put on a show. And pay for part of that show with their taxpayers' money. Hundreds of millions of dollars, which they gave to billionaire Arthur Blank, owner of Atlanta's football team. To get him to build this stadium, a showplace that Atlanta's former mayor called simply the best facility in the world. Do the people of Atlanta at least get a cut of the restaurant and merchandising revenue? No. 
Falcons control all the money from parking, restaurants, and merchandising. Sweet deals like that are not unusual. Twelve teams have actually turned a profit on stadium subsidies alone. Yes, they received more money than it cost to build their facilities. So taxpayers, most of whom never attend a game, subsidize billionaires. Seems like a scam to me. I don't fault Arthur Blank for grabbing the money. I even like the guy. Blank improved our lives by founding Home Depot. We're both stutterers. Here we are posing with actress Emily Blunt at a stuttering charity event. If politicians are giving money away, Blank's partners would consider him irresponsible not to take it. The problem is the politicians giving away your money. I get why they do it. They like going to games. Like telling voters, I brought a team to our town. Here's the mayor of Las Vegas. We are so ready for major league sports in this town. She and her political buddies funneled 700 million tax dollars to the owners of the Oakland Raiders to get them to move the Raiders to Vegas. Watch the politicians applaud themselves while the governor signs the bills. I'm glad this reporter put this question to the mayor. Why should there be one cent of public money when you have two guys who could pay for this themselves? I think it really is a benefit to us that really could spill over into something. Spill over into something? Politicians always claim giving taxpayer money to rich team owners will spill over to everybody. Eight months, what do you think, guys? And yes, the well-connected people who pose with the shovels at groundbreaking ceremonies do collect some of what spills. But the way they justify the cost to taxpayers is bunk. This was a terrific investment. They always call stadium subsidies good investments. But it's not a good investment. It's a bad one. Politicians, teams, and stadium promoters all highlight this extra business activity that occurs when the football team plays at home. But this happens fewer than a dozen days a year. The stadium's also used for some concerts and soccer games, but most days, not much happens here. Economists who study stadium subsidies say little or none of the money makes it back to taxpayers. The problem is the seen versus the unseen. We see the people at the games and extra customers at some businesses on game days. Stadium promoters show us this, but looking at this means we miss the unseen cost. The unseen cost is that those people would otherwise be spending their money elsewhere in the local communities. At the local bar, there's one less bartender. There was one less waitress hired at another restaurant. A movie theater that had one less theater full. Right, a thousand little cuts. But those ordinary businesses don't have the clout that the big boys have. Welcome to Super Bowl 53. So Sunday, when Atlanta politicians brag about their stadium, we are Atlanta. And clueless media claim this created jobs. 4,000 jobs created to do this. Let's also remember all the jobs they destroyed and the taxpayer money they squandered. Well, those are uh, observations that are based in fact. They've done, uh, they've done the uh, research. Those stadiums do not generate profit. They're a losing endeavor. I don't care if it's the, uh, the, the Kansas City team or the Cleveland team or, wait a minute, does Cleveland really have a team? Uh, but it doesn't matter. These billionaires who are 
you know, shopping for the best stadium for their teams. They should be building their own stadiums. Because then it's like, oh, gee, I've, I've sunk uh, $570 million into a stadium, and it's mine. I can't just walk away from it. I have to, I have to stay here and get my money's worth. That really would bring in team loyalty. Cities could have their own team and without taxpayer expense. I have not been, Brian, have you been in the stadium in Kansas City? A long time ago, yes, I have. How many, how many trips do you make there? Uh, like two. Two trips. I bet you paid more than the value of two trips. Oh, yeah. In tax dollars. Uh, and I'm sure the residents of the city have. Why should, you know, all the rest of us have to pay for these multi-billionaires to have stadiums? I guess they would argue for the economic development of the city in general. But studies indicate that that money doesn't get generated. Uh, as that, well, you uh, could make the same argument about any business that you decide to build just because it's, you know, many more millions of dollars that they bring in. Well, the key was your phrase that you decide to build. Right. Uh, you decide to build a, a business or a stadium, maybe I profit from it, maybe I don't. Usually, most people don't. But you do, and if it's worth the investment, the government shouldn't be involved. Uh, because you should be covering it. And if it's not worth the investment, the government really shouldn't be involved. Because now you know it's a loser. Nobody will loan you money, so you go to the government bad idea. I don't care if it's a conference center, a hotel, or a stadium, uh, or a baseball diamond. It should be private money. 874-9390, toll-free numbers 800-529-5572. So some people are just terrified of anthropogenic global warming. And there are lots of everyday people who have been brainwashed in our schools, in our government schools, and, it, you know, they're doing the dumbest things, but they're not doing it to be evil. They don't want to ruin your life. They just want you to wake up and smell what they smell. Now, we may know better, but this is what they believe, and they're, they're trying to move the needle. I disagree with their tactics, and I disagree with what they believe uh, is a problem, but some people are, are taking it a little bit further than I would expect. And I'm not talking about government entities. I'm talking about private individuals who are trying to change the weather. I don't know how successful they're going to be, but I have a fear and a concern that they may be changing things for the worse. So anyway, I will uh, I'll bring this story to you right after the news. Uh, but it is a technique known as stratospheric aerosol injection. Think volcanoes. That's next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 10.35. Glad to have you with us. Uh, listen, I am as uh, 
concerned about the environment as anybody is, and I'm sure that you are as well. Uh, you care. Very few people that don't care. But I don't believe that we have a problem with man-made global warming. I've seen the science on both sides, and I'm just not buying it. And I know that a lot of you don't either. But some people are so convinced that they will sit down in the middle of a busy road and obstruct, obstruct traffic. Or they will throw something at a valuable piece of art uh, in an attempt to be heard. Uh, they, they've been doing this all over the world. But some, some people, I think, have gone just a little too far. Uh, there is a technique known as stratospheric aerosol injection. And what it does is it, it mimics the impact of volcanoes by using a weather balloon to release sulfur. Uh, and that creates a cloud of particles that reflect the sun's rays. And uh, then they, they would have a, a cooling impact. You know, Brian, we were talking about those balloons all, all, all morning. Yes, uh-huh. I wonder if it's these idiots getting the United <laughs> States government to uh, sh shoot down the, uh, to explode the sulfur. Uh, it is one of several geoengineering techniques being studied as a way to cool the planet to avoid breaching internationally agreed limits on global warming. The amount of particles that a startup called Make Sunsets plans to release in coming days, up to two kilograms, will make a minimal difference to overall warming. But experts in geoengineering say the launches set a dangerous precedent for private companies or governments to interfere with the planet's atmosphere. And I agree. The company is backed by two venture capital funds and is selling what they call cooling credits to the public for $15, uh, <laughs> which it says pays for one gram of sulfur expected to produce enough cooling to offset a ton of carbon emissions for a year. They released their first balloon in December in Mexico, but will next week launch from California after the Mexican government released a statement criticizing the first effort. So you've got private actors so convinced that man-made global warming is a problem that they will invest money to affect the temperature of the globe. You know, if they could somehow do it over their own yard, I'd be okay with that. But what they're going to do is tamper with the weather, and it will have a global effect. So whether you like it or not, your weather will be affected by these idiots. Now, personally, I think there is warming. I just don't think that's, that it's man-made. And if there is any man-made warming, I think it is minuscule. Fractions of a degree, if anything. And I don't think that leads to the destruction of the planet in Armageddon. Have but we learned what the correct global temperature should be? Uh, well, first, give me the season, Brian. Well, let's say summer. Summer, uh, that would be uh, 1963, and uh, it would be uh, in June. Uh, the temperature, the average temperature in the United States, 
that's the uh, that's the right temperature. But what is the temperature? Uh, apparently, they they keep saying that we're experiencing global warming, which means that it's too hot. And I want to know how hot it is. And if we do all these things they want us to do, will that bring the temperature down to the appropriate level? And then will everything be fine then? I'm Got just me. I'm just asking <laughs> these questions because, you know, they're saying that the planet is in danger, and I don't want the planet to explode. Well, I don't think it would explode, but uh, I don't think that... Well, the, I mean, the oceans are boiling, right? Well, that's because the Earth's core. Yeah, millions of degrees. Millions of, yeah. of okay. degrees. Uh, at least that's what... But seriously, I mean, if they're saying it's too hot, how they should be able to tell you how hot is it. It sounds like a... You remember the Johnny Carson uh, thing? Right. How hot is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... They don't know. And then they jumped it. No, it's not just too hot. It's weather extremes. And it's like, okay. So you're saying that the climate is affected in both ways? Yes. Yes. That's it. That's why we call it climate change. Okay. And so what you're trying to do is prevent warming? And cooling. And cooling. Uh, I, yeah. I'm Use totally... That. <laughs> confused on what they're trying to do. Well, they're confused. just messing with Mother Nature. Never sounds like a good idea, does it? N no, not to me. Uh, especially when you consider that cold kills more people than warm. When you get a, a very cold winter, more people die than if you have a very warm summer. They freeze to death. Um, it, it is. It's deadlier. I think it'd be nice if we warmed up more. That'd be fine. The Biden administration, though, is is even going further, Brian. Oh, good. Yes. Not just going to settle for uh, eliminating uh, internal combustion engines and uh, spending your tax dollar to build charging stations you may never use. Uh, no, no. The Biden administration has uh, proposed some new rules to boost the energy efficiency standards for your washing machine and your refrigerator. And if that's not enough, it somehow will save you money and significantly reduce pollution. The Energy Department said the two regulations, which would be implemented in 2027 if approved are projected to reduce carbon dioxide emissions by 233 million metric tons over the next 30 years. The agency also estimated that the energy efficiency standards, taking certain appliance models off the market, would save $3.5 billion in annual basis. You know, these are economic geniuses. You should trust them, Brian. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, why would they lie? Because they're awake? <laughs> with today's proposals, we're building on a decades-long effort with our industry partners to ensure tomorrow's appliances work more efficiently and save Americans money. This is uh, all from Jennifer Granholm. Over the last 40 years, at the direction of Congress, the Department of Energy has worked to promote innovation, improve consumers' options, and raise efficiency standards for household appliances without sacrificing the reliability and performance that Americans have come to expect. That's absolutely a lie. The last 40 years, 
they have worked to promote innovation, uh, but they have not improved consumer options. They just haven't. They've taken options away. You can't have a toilet flush with too many gallons of water. You can't get a shower head that puts out a, a, a reasonable amount of water and at a reasonable force. You can't buy an incandescent light bulb. How does she figure that they have increased consumer options and not sacrifice reliability? Well, we know that's Bravo Sierra. By the way, did you notice on the Super Bowl commercials last night how many uh, gas-powered vehicles they were promoting? I, I didn't. Yeah, no, it was none. It was all electric. All electric. Junk. I couldn't believe it. It's like another one? Every time you turn around, they're well, pushing this stuff down your throat. They, they don't have any choice. States are going to outlaw the regular car in exchange for the battery-powered car. So the manufacturers have no choice. The government is locking them out of the marketplace that is most efficient. And now they've got all these millions of dollars invested in battery-powered cars. they got to promote them. I'll tell you what's... Here's an interesting observation about those battery-powered cars. If you want decent uh, number of miles per charge... They almost all offer a basic battery-powered car that will get you, you know, like 250 miles. But if you want 350 miles, that extra, uh, you know, that extra mileage uh, means a special battery. And that'll cost you like another $10,000. It's just a drop in the bucket. I guarantee you, if you wanted more mileage or a bigger gas tank designed into an F-150, it wouldn't cost the consumer uh, another $10,000 for that extra few gallons. I'm just saying. It's ridiculous. All right, uh, let me get a couple of calls here. Uh, David is on the line. David, good morning. How are you? Hi. Have you heard, ever listened to Tom Allen on YouTube? No, I have not. He has, I've listened to scores of uh, professionals. I mean, we're talking people from literally all over the globe, astrophysicists and meteorologists and this, that, and the other, that have talked about global warming, and they scoff at the, at the IPCC and everything that's coming out about the global warming. Um, and they bring up, they bring out the absolute, proof and evidence of how foolish this stuff is uh, that the planet you know, the plant life is basically on the verge of suffocation they talk about this stuff and they talk about I've heard so many of them talking about how we're at the we're in the ice age and we're at this peak of warm spell in this current phase of the ice age and we're in a few years or a de- decade or so, we're going to plunge off again every 240 or so years how this happens. I mean, these are, this isn't speculation. They're, they're, I've heard so much stuff. It's, it's absolutely mind-boggling. They've left my jaw uh, on the floor. I mean, like I said, these are people from literally all over the world, and they are not yeah, I, I've got a friend of mine that uh, is a professor of environmental sciences, and I've, I've given his quote on the air several times. He's the University of uh, Chicago, Illinois. 
Uh, and he said, walk for your life. The glaciers are coming. He expects us to turn this, you know, this will turn around on its own. David, thank you very much. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, callers, hang on. I, 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 I don't have a choice. Uh, if I don't play these commercials, well, we don't get paid. So hang on, because we're going to come right back on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. To save the planet, they are now going to upregulate your washing machine and your refrigerator. Unbelievable. Uh, to that end, we go to the phones. Dennis is on the line. Dennis, good morning. How are you? I'm good. I have a question. Um, if if they're if they're going to do that with appliances, is that a rule? It's not a law. It's a rule, right? Well, actually, um, it, it is enforceable. Um, they regulate what kind of energy these appliances can use. And if you're okay. making an appliance that uses too much energy, they won't let you bring it to market. The manufacturers. Correct. They won't be able to bring it to market. Okay. So, because um, I'm thinking, you know, like they, <clears throat> with the Second Amendment, they've made a rule that says something about, you know, grips on guns. Well, sheriffs are not going to enforce that. But that's different than, of course, they're, they're going after the manufacturers to be forced on us. Yep. Right. So. All right. So we're gonna so we're gonna turn into Cuba of appliances. Yeah, we're already doing that with cars, uh, and we'll yeah. do that with appliances. We did it with light bulbs. Go ahead. Uh, if you're you know if you're struggling to make ends meet and you need uh, you know a new light, a uh, new light bulb, go to the store and see if you can find a four pack of bulbs for two dollars. You can't because they're not allowed to sell incandescent light bulbs. Yeah, They'll, it's normal versus crazies, and yeah, they don't care. Exactly right. Dennis, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Roy, good morning. How are you? I'm fine, except you went ahead and self-corrected, so you stole my thunder. They didn't mean they were going to uh, improve your selection, your choices. They meant they were going to remove your choices. Yes. Flip of the tongue. <laughs> yes, but that a very important putting, one. The, that article about putting more stuff in the atmosphere for you if you make this donation? Yeah. I saw that uh, a long time ago, I think. It came out, and I did some quick calculations. And the real problem is education, of course, but this manifestation is the fact that people think math is hard. So they have a perfect excuse to not even try. And I cannot express in words. I need numbers, and they're not handy. But you need numbers to appreciate the size of the planet and the amount of stuff they were saying that they were putting in the atmosphere, if even they were doing what they were saying. To simulate a volcano, they're, ordered, they're off by several, several orders of magnitude about what they think they need to do to change anything. Maybe they can put a, an explosive in uh, Krakatoa and bring that back. That would be a closer to, uh, that's a geological argument. I don't want to go there. But this thing was a <laughs> basically a stupidity test, and way too many people were passing, or they'd be out of business. All right, Roy, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, Brian, before I, I and I'll, I'll go grab a, a phone call here in a second, but did you see the uh, religious ads yesterday in the Super Bowl? I did, yes. Did you One see of what, them, I did. Did you see what uh, Ocasio-Cortez said? No, I missed that one. 
Uh, we'll talk about that uh, a little, maybe in the next hour, because it really is ugly. God, she is such a flippin' moron. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Yeah. Kurt, good morning. How are you? Hey, Gary. Good. How are you doing? I am doing well, thank you. Well, I, you, about the uh, what they're spraying in our, in our atmosphere, actually, the UN's been doing it for a decade now. And uh, what it's doing, it's affecting our agriculture and our food production. And this whole uh, global warming thing caused by uh, a theory, a greenhouse gas theory, was introduced by no other than a politician, Al Gore. That's all I need to say. Thanks, Gary. All right, Kurt, thank you. Uh, these are redistributionists. They think that America has economically progressed so far beyond anything else in the world that they want to dip in, take advantage. And if they can convince you that they're right, then we will owe all of these other countries billions and billions of dollars to make up for the global warming that is su that they're suffering. It is nonsense. It is green on the outside, red on the inside. And regulating your washing machine. You know, it, you know the old-fashioned washing machine with the, the agitator, and I'm not talking about Joe Biden, I mean the, the mechanical <laughs> agitator. That did a terrific job cleaning clothes. I miss that. I ended up getting one of those European front-loading washing machines. I don't know if you've got... I can't stand the damn thing. My kitchen faucet dribbles water out. My dishwasher takes three hours to clean. I can't get an incandescent light bulb, and they're going to try and take away my gasoline-powered car. Tell me that this isn't tyrannical. It's absolutely insane. But they're getting away with it because we're letting them, because we are too stupid. Otherwise, we wouldn't be putting in the same people over and over again and expecting somehow that it's going to get better, because it's not. Uh, how much time do I, where am I at here, Brad? Yeah, 30 there, seconds. 30 seconds, okay. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talking about those religious commercials, and she said, and I quote, something tells me Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads to make fascism look benign. <laughs> That's her quote. She thinks promoting Christianity is promoting fascism. We'll kick that around a little bit in the next hour, too. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.